Hello there. Does my voice sound familiar to you? Do you think you've heard it in other podcasts, in your dreams, in your nightmares? Possibly yes to all of those. It is I, Ashley Jessix, Ashley, person that you've heard on multiple podcasts at this point, going from Slappy Majestically to The Root of All Ashley to Out of Context to now the debut of Casting Couch Potatoes. This is going to be a podcast series where it is myself and Becky, where we just kind of talk about whatever the hell we want, and Adrian cannot stop us. The only thing he can do is produce it. He is the man behind the scenes. He is just going to do all the grunt work, and we just turn this into very much chaos, and yeah. So, hello, co-host. Hi, hello there, Ashley. That was a wonderful introduction. You said I'd regret it, but I do not. Honestly, I winged it. I had no idea what the hell I was going to say because we don't have anything planned. Just like out of context, nothing is planned as of right now. There's no planned shit. There's no planned how introductions are going to go. There's nothing planned as of just yet. Uh, maybe we'll get to that. Maybe we won't, but this is casting couch potatoes. A lot of promises take time to get made. There's a lot of procrastination going on. Yes, yes. We recorded the pilot episode six or seven months ago, and we're just doing a second recording now. But we have a reason this time. <laughs> well, so the delay is always on my ends of recording casting couch potatoes because I have because I am a procrastinator and I have a lot of things that go on in my life. I like consistency, and I would just hate to have an episode come out and then it's like six months before we have another one go out and I said I want to have at least a few prepped and ready to go but at least maybe this will put the fire in my ass and make me do more talk more and whatnot uh so we just did a recording it is the Halloween special for out of context where we talked about some things and it built the little road to doing this episode today Yes, I did. And now, if you haven't listened to the episode of Out of Context, highly recommend going to it. You're probably going to be going, where did this come from? Well, I understand how we got a point B, or in our case, point Z. You have to understand where point A was. So, if you get lost and you didn't listen to that episode, I'm sorry. That That's on you. That's, that's you being lazy. That is. Um, but I am going to just say a little tidbit. During this episode... It's clear that I'm coming to visit Becky. Uh, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna do stupid shit. Um, and one of the stupid shit I wanna talk about, or I wanna do is let's go do some white girl spooky shit, which is the cliche where you go to the movies, you see a scary movie, a horror movie, it's always the white person that's like, I heard a noise, let's go check it out. Do you hear that? Do you see that? Let's go. So that's what I'm talking about. Hello. And Hello. What's that? Let's go. So, and the post episode was back to like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So now it's the leeway. Um, there's a place Becky was telling me about, which if we can't go there and I'm out and we're not, and you're not going to go there, why would you even bring it up to me in the first place? Because you sent photos for me to see and it makes me want to go even more. So that building, when I went, I was introduced to it by my friend at the time, and 
we had to go in groups of three. Um, this place had gone through a lot. It was, I believe, at one point in asylum. And there was, it was also a sick ward for some kind of pandemic that happened and stuff. And it's not structurally sound. At least at the time it wasn't. I don't know if it is now because I know they're doing daytime tours there. But a lot of spooky shit happened. Like, it was pretty intense. There was this one room where I was like, I do not want to go into this room. Don't make me end up in this room. This is a hard no for me. Do not make me go in this room. Well, we went upstairs, went through an auditorium, went down the back of the stage, and guess where we ended up? In that room. Mm. Don't you um, love how that happens? Oh, I do. And then, I'm not normally one for, like, believing in possession and stuff until it happened to me. Um, I was, I remember leaving. And then I remember ending up back there. And my friends had told me, you were speaking Russian. And I was like, I don't know Russian. So that was pretty intense. Um, did not really remember anything. I was like, yeah, whatever. This is cool. But at the same time, I was in a fucked up mindset back then, and a lot of fucked up things happened. Like, if I went into details about the shit that happened, I'd be in mental ward. <laughs> um, but, no, the place was pretty freaking cool. If we had a third person, I'd be like, I bet. But at the same time, knowing that it's owned by, I don't know if it's state or federal government, but I won't be charged <laughs> with trespassing. <laughs> I enjoy my freedom. <laughs> There's still fun in that, though. Because um, it just makes me want to go even more, but again, being stupid. Um, I don't know. There's, like, I, uh, like I said before, is I'd be perfectly happy going, because I've really never done anything intentionally, like, spooky. Um, like, physically sought out, like, I want to go here because I heard it's spooky. Anything like that, because I don't want to be by myself, and I don't have much fun. But... I'd be fine with just going to a cemetery in the middle of the night and with a flashlight and like, let's see what happens here. Uh, I will not mess with the Ouija board. I know you won't mess with the Ouija board. We have our limits of stupid shit and stupidity. Uh, it is a rarity, but there are limits to us. And But something that happened to me that was the reason why we didn't talk about an out of context Halloween special is because it would take a, a big part of time. And I'm going to try to not take up this entire episode, but I do want to talk about it. And Becky is aware of the story, but it's regardless if you believe in the stuff or not, because I've always been like 50-50 up until this happened. Uh, about five years ago, I went to Boston, Massachusetts, and <clears throat> I went with my husband. And we're exploring the city, we're going to all the historical sites hikes, all this stuff. It is our last week there. And we're in Little Italy. There's this big, huge, like, old, I want to say it's a Catholic church. I don't, I think it's Catholic, but the gates were closed. They would not let anyone walk around in it. And this is include like, and there's other places, locations and churches where you could still walk around the, the property, even at night. But this one was like, nope, we're closed. It, you're not coming in here whatever and I thought wow this looks really cool so I want to take a picture of it so I grabbed my phone 
I put my hands through the bars to take a picture of it. So, you know, I can't go see it. I can at least have a picture of it. And I took a photo. And then after that, my screen went completely black. I was trying to reset my phone, power it on. I was trying to just mess with it. Like, why are you not working? And I've never had my phone do this before. And then after, I want to say maybe somewhere under 10 seconds, it comes back to the camera. And it's fine. So I took a couple more pictures. And I was like, all right, well, that was weird. At this point, probably within the next 30 minutes, we're going to our car. Because it's our last night. We have a flight in the morning. And I see on my phone, I have a few missed calls from my friends. She is dog-sitting for me back at our home in Florida. And she and she's calling me. And so I'm talking to her. And the very first thing she says when I answer the phone, she's like, Lee, are you coming back tomorrow? I don't want to be here anymore. And I said, um, and she only lives like a street away from me. So I'm thinking, uh, why? What ha- what's going on? And she told me how basically the timeline is like when this happened with my phone is pretty much when this happened to her. She told me how she was out, out back with my dog uh, to let him use the bathroom and she's hanging out with him and she couldn't hear anything. It was like a complete void of silence. And granted, for, for context where my house was, my house was not, there's only like a few houses away from a main street. You could always hear something where it's birds. It's cars driving. You're, you just hear things always. She heard nothing. She said she thought she lost her hearing. It was like everything was still and noise did not exist. And it freaked her the fuck out. And uh, my dog, he kept staring off into the corner of my yard and growling. And he would not move. And my dog, he was not the type that growled and barked at nothing. Uh, he very rarely did that stuff. And if he did, he had a very good reason for it. So that was another thing that freaked her out. And but going back inside, she's like, I don't want to go back to your house anymore. Don't want to do it. And I said, well, I just need you to go in the morning. Because for just to let him out, that's it. She's like, that's fine, but I'm not going outside. Go back to the house. Everything's fine. She actually avoided going to my house for a little while, which was another thing that's weird. And because she had all this spooky stuff and things, but she actually made excuses to not come to my house for a while. It was always me having to go to her house. So I don't know how far, how long the time frame was. It wasn't very far, but I started having weird things happening in my house. I have a hall. I had a hallway. Down the hallway was guest bathroom, office, bedroom, guest bedroom. And I'm not the type of person that's afraid of the dark, that when I turn off the lights, I need to run because an imaginary spooky person's coming to get me. I, I don't do that. And it got to the point where if I had the hallway light off, I actually felt scared. And this is a feeling I hadn't felt since I was a kid. I did not want to go into the guest bedroom at the end of the hallway. And I did not like have, not having lights on in my house when it was dark out. And again, me being afraid of the dark, I could watch movies at night, all the lights off in my house, doesn't bother me, nothing, but it was just, I always had an uneasy feeling that there was something in my house that I just felt like, I didn't feel like I was, like, in danger, but, I mean, like, I could, like, 
like this thing could do something to me, but something wasn't letting it. Like it, so, nothing physically happened to me. Uh, my dog would just be growling and looking at the hallway when we're sitting in the living room at random times. And I would try to explain this to my husband. Doesn't really believe the stuff, so it's, he's like, whatever. Uh, a fr- few friends that would come over, they would see me space out and stare at the hallway. And I would have no idea what's going on. And they get my attention back, and I'm like, huh? And I would know exactly what they talked about. And like, what, what, where did you go? Like, you were just, I was like, no, I wasn't. And they're like, you were stuck staring at the hallway for the last minute, and we could not get your attention. And it's, no, I was listening. I'm right here. And so I would have a complete different memory from what they, from what they witnessed with me. And then, you know, moving forward, I got a puppy. And I'm sitting in the back, like the back room with him. I'm sitting at a table, he's with me. And so while I'm sitting at a table, they're uh, facing the door, this back room. And then when you go out this door, you turn right, it, it's like down, it's the direction where the hallway is. And uh, one night, puppy, only been there, this is probably been maybe a month I've had him. He's sitting next to me and he keeps looking at the, the doorway and he's alert, and he's growling. And my mom is sitting, like, in the room across from us, but he's not looking at her. And he's going up to the door, he's looking straight down to the right, where the hallway is, and he growls and he does, like, a a little mini little bark, like a little huff, not a bark, and he stays there, his hair is standing, and he come back and sit next to me, stare at the door, go back to the door it's like he was on a rotation like he was sitting next to me as though something was at that door and then he would his head would turn as though he's watching it move because this this was like a florida room it's like glass doors porch uh thing and he his head would move as he's watching someone walking walking away scared and i had this recorded and i can't find the recording i never deleted it it's not in my phone um the pictures I took for Boston at that Catholic church for the longest time I would see a clear photo blurry blurry complete black blurry blurry clear and at some point I was telling someone the story I said let me show you the pictures and the pictures were gone from my phone too so very weird Um, and I yeah I felt I did not like being alone in my house in this house for a very long time and it stayed like that up until we left uh, I moved to a new house I've been in this new house for over two years now and nothing like that has really happened since where again my house can be dark black in the middle of the night and I'm sitting watching a movie or I'm walking through the house to get something I don't feel scared I don't think ooh someone's coming to get me so for about two and a half years I've lived with this and I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I've had people that believe in this stuff tell me it's something attached to when I went to that church in Boston. But that was like probably the freakiest time in my life. And like, I don't miss that house. Yeah, that sounds pretty intense. Um, 
for me, the most intense thing was what I talked about on Out of Context podcast, um, just being in that field and stuff. And ever since then, I can't go near a field at nighttime in certain areas because I feel like something's watching me. And I've actually had friends who were like really into stuff, but I had never told them the story. We were walking down this bike path and stuff, and they're like, hey, you gotta go back to the car. I was like, you, you're getting an uneasy feeling too, aren't you? They're like, yeah, but it's not towards me, it's towards you, you, you gotta go. And like, go now. And I booked it, and all of a sudden they heard crashing sounds, because what was was a river, the path was in a field. And the field's all clay mud. And they heard crashing sounds like something was booking it through that field. And as soon as I got to my car, I got inside, they're like, it stopped. Like, it just, it didn't slow down. It didn't, like, fade off. It, poof. So, yeah, ever since then, I'm just like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't like fields. Um... And then people are like, oh, yeah, I watch Children in the Corner. I'm like, no. It's got fields in it. I'm good. Keepers Creepers. Never watched that. Oh, lots of fields. Wonderful. Lots of fields. Um, Wonderful. Keepers uh, Creepers is probably, like, really scary movies that, depending on, like, if you're a horror fan or not, but to me, I will never watch those again. Uh, I, I've watched them. And they have stuff with me, and I, I, I mm-mm. that those sucker, those two movies. I watched a lot of horror scare movies. The typical, like everyone knows, Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, Freddy, um, all, all this stuff. And but that one stuck with me. Uh, the first, those two movies. I think there's three of them, but it's the first two that I will not. I don't want to watch them. And there occasionally will be scenes that will go on TikTok, and I will scroll right past them up. Or I'll put not interested because I don't want this movie showing up in my feed. That they, like, I don't know. It, it, it has, it, there's, it takes place like in the middle of nowhere kind of situation. And it's basically a creature. I think the story is like every 27 years. Oh, it, I think it there was, was a um, supernatural episode based off of him because he's based off of a real mythological creature. Yeah, so like every 27 years, he wakes up for seven days and he eats. And how he eats is clearly tracking down humans. And he knows exactly what he wants to eat once he smells your fear. So once you see him just standing, like everyone, like when you see something else, like you always get like some type of reaction, which is usually a fear. And it's like he senses that and when he smells that on you, he there's like gonna be a body part or an organ that he wants from you and he's gonna kill you. And like and he does not stop. He will come he's going to come for you. There's no getting off his trail or anything. He's not, it's just like it goes through people going through houses, finding every way they can to to escape. Uh, it just doesn't work. There's there is one, I think it's in the first movie where it was an old lady's house, and that one freaks me out. But the second movie actually scared me more, where it's, you know, a bus full of high school students, the jocks, 
the cheerleaders. And, but there wasn't a whole lot of cliches, just them being high school students. And the way this thing was picking them off, holy shit. The second movie terrified me more than the first movie. So, and yeah. You couldn't, like, survive him if you lived till the seventh day or the eighth day. Yeah. Um, there's just no way. Like, a, obviously, there were people that would be some survivors that would find a way to make it out. But he was, but usually, it, this usually happens, like, towards the end of the week that he's, he's been awake. So that's part of the reason, is it's his time to go dormant. And the end of the second movie was someone that made, was able to harpoon him, it was like a farmer. Um, this, it was like 27, no wait, no, it was that same week. It was a farmer and his two sons. This is the intro of the movie. Uh, the youngest son was out field with his dog playing. He knows the scarecrow is different. And goes up to him, the one way he's a kid. And then he knows it moving, which it's this creature because it's dressed up in a hat. It looks scary. And it starts chasing him. And he's screaming, and his dad and his mother are trying to get to him. And he's almost made it. And then the thing has its wings open up and grabs him and takes off with him and he's gone. Uh, so I guess, I don't know how it happens but basically this farmer and the brother show up when all these kids are getting hunted down assuming this is the same area. He harpoons that sucker and it's like right there at the end of the seven days. So for, 20, for the next 27 years that creature has been harpooned in this guy's farmhouse just staying in there. And, he's, and he knows it's 27 years, he's old, uh, he's sitting in a chair watching it because he knows it's going to wake up, and he has like another harpoon, he's like waiting, he's ready for it. Uh, so that's how it ended. And you can see visions, there's characters that can see visions of these kids, uh, like when they're driving the bus, going down the road, they saw visions of the kid uh, and the victim from the previous movie telling them to go back, go away, before, you know, the bus broke down and everything, the kid that got taken, it was his eyes that was missing. Uh, the other guy, I think it was like uh, his belly button and something else, but it, again, it goes back to anyone that's been taken by this thing, there's something with them that he specifically wants. He doesn't want to eat the, all of them. It's just like, imagine seeing a big, huge fruit and cheese platter, and there's only one thing that you want to get from that. That's exactly what he doesn't give a shit about everything else. He wants that one thing, and he's going to kill you. And he will go through everything to get to you. But yeah, watching those movies fucked my, my life. I feel like if I was to watch those movies, it would have to be when I definitely know I'm not planning on going anywhere besides work for the next two months. Yeah, and watch them uh, during the daytime. The couple movies that... So I don't get really freaked out easily for movies and stuff. Like, very rarely am I really unsettled watching a movie. Cloverfield. Hmm. I watched that movie. It, can't tell you why, but all of a sudden, like, there was, came to this one part where, like, an alien thing, and it just... I was like, I'm freaked the fuck out. Like, no thank you. And then there was this other one where like they're down in a basement and stuff and like I was just like and it's based off it's like the second movie or something for it I was like yeah no I'm good this is 
never watching them again. You come near me with that shit, I'm going to smack out of your hand and kick it and break the disc. I will get violent towards that DVD. I don't want to see it. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's amazing how there's some movies, like, you and I can watch horror, scary stuff, that a lot of stuff interests us, but there's still some things that stick with us where we're like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not watching it. I'm not going near that thing. Like, it's because, I'm again, I'm talking to you about a little bit ago, I was talking to you, I want to do stupid white girl shit, and then meanwhile, you and I are talking about things we absolutely are going to avoid and not do whatsoever. Yeah, and like, obviously we can do some stupid white girl shit, but it's going to be within safety. <laughs> it's going to be in areas that I know are safe for us to go to, and we're not going to be taking anything back with us. Mm. Nothing's going to be like, ooh, you smell good. But what if it wants to go on a vacation to Florida? It can go on a vacation to Florida, it can stay with you. It can be your buddy. I want nothing to do with it. It can be your buddy when your dogs start freaking out and people don't want to go near your house again because they see things. That's 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 you. Oh, speaking of seeing things in houses, um, my mom and I, when after like a lot of chaos and stuff happened, I was like fifteen, sixteen. I was between fifteen and seventeen, and this apartment that we lived in. Um, there's the old half, which because it used to be a morgue, and then there's the new half. And you could tell where the old half ended because it was a brick wall. And where the new half began. I my bedroom's in the new half. My mom's bedroom's in the old half. My mom and I still to this day swear like because I go in my mom's room once in a while and I'd be like, Okay, whatever. And I look and there's a shadow in the doorway. I'm like, Mom? I didn't hear you. And then I walk out, and I'm like, oh, my mom's not here. Whatever. Not going to think twice about it. It's a morgue. You know. And my mom was like, yeah. I was laying in bed one day. It was on the ceiling. I was like, oh. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Have fun with that. I'm done. <laughs> like, and like my cat at the time, like she was very, very sick. And she just wasn't doing good. We thought she was going to die. She was like 10. And once we moved out of there when I was 18, so 10 years ago, my cat suddenly got better. So, like, animals, I guess, can protect you from things. And in turn, they take injury in some ways. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think because I know there's things in my life where I'm just like, I, I'm seeing something. I, so people where they believe in spirits and ghosts and all that stuff, their, their point of reference is immediately it's a demon, it's a spirit, it's a ghost, it's whatever. And then there's the scientific side where I also agree with this is that through evolution and through genetics, there's things that stick with us. Uh, going back from, you know, thousands or however long we've been existing, to situations that our genetic code, you know, is talking with our brain cells, and it's like the, there's danger, just like when 
you know, if something's very, very dark, you can't see in there, you still hesitant because your instincts is telling you you have no idea what's in there. Probably best to avoid it. Uh, when you're lost, you're trying to find something that's shiny. You're trying to find keys and clues. And these are things that aren't necessarily taught to us. Uh, there are people that grew up to be survival experts that learn and actually do it. But like you and me, we just kind of pretty much just grew up and just caught the typical common household for the most part. Um, but there's those natural instincts that stick with us where we avoid certain people. Uh, there's smells, sounds, th just things that kind of stick to us. So I like to think it's kind of like a combination of both. It is something within our genetic code that has stuck with us all this time. It's like, this is how you're going to survive this. Don't do that. Uh, and that's where we get the gut feeling and all that that comes in. And then there's the other side of it where it could be something else. That's also making all of your senses go, this is not cool, this is not right. And this is why we call it stupid white girl shit, because I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I want to do something like that. I like the adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's the adrenaline rush. But that's how a lot of things in horror movies happen, is I just want to do this, and then it works. turns out very bad. And I might be a baby, and I might check out the last second, too. That's very likely to happen as well, where I'm like, hey, too cold. Let's not do that. That will probably be my excuse. And I'll already have the hot hands to hot feet ready. Be like, what do you mean? And the heated jacket's warm for you. Yeah. So uh, I think I kind of want to do something. Um, just because I make the joke, it's like, hey, it's been about five years since I've been traumatized. Let's do something. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like. I remember before my accident, my head injury and stuff, I used to get these really strong gut feelings where I was like, this is going to happen. We're not doing it. And literally within 24 hours, what I said was going to happen happened. And now it's like, it's just starting to come back. So I am the person who tries to avoid white girl shit. Also, because if you watch any recent horror movies if there's a lesbian or a gay person no not really gay men but mainly lesbians for some reason we're being targeted we die so if I'm like I'm not doing that today like there's places near me where I'm like yeah I can go here all the time and then there's some nights where I'm like mm -mm, no I'm not I'm not going I'm not going there we're good because just instinctually I'm like no this bad voodoo, bad voodoo so hopefully come our next episode of Casting Cast Potatoes we will have something to share maybe possibly or if I'm like absolutely nothing happens and I will be sulking like yeah nothing happened and you're gonna be elated like yeah actually nothing happened that's a good thing so come the next Casting Couch Potatoes episode, because we are going to wrap up here. Uh, we're a little tired, uh, so it's not very hard. This episode's not going to be a very long one. But yeah, hopefully the next episode, we will talk about the adventures of dumb white girl shit, uh, which will be a combination of maybe something that happened while I was visiting, or other dumb white girl shit that we are aware of that's done and whether we do it or not. I think that would be a good conversation topic to jump off of. Yes. And if 
quite dumb girl shit does happen. And there's not another episode besides one of our producer going. Unfortunately, Casting Catch Potatoes will hereby be canceled along without context due to the fact that the two hosts of Casting Catch Potatoes and co-hosts for Out of Context are missing. Just know I warned her not to touch it. I, um, I have the energy where you tell me don't do that and I do it. Uh, it's better off you just don't say anything to me. You just let my brain do it. I, I, I know it's a stretch to let my own brain do the logical thinking, but it actually works. Just like when my husband has learned when we go to stores, uh, I have a bad problem with buying mugs and things, and he'll say, no, you don't buy that. I'm going to buy it now. Um, he just doesn't say anything, and I might grab it, and I'm like, no, I don't really need it. I'll put it back. Just leave me be. Leave me be. Let me work it out. Yeah, um, my, my wife's learned that, too. She'll tell me, you don't need that. I'm like, huh guess what it's well, mine. two other common things was one went to a museum and clearly there's a bunch of vines don't touch that and there's security guards too and i'm like i want to touch it i'm gonna touch this now and i'm looking i look for the great window and i touched it i was like nice no one else knew i didn't tell anybody but it was just for me knowing that i touched it another one was a year ago went to a Megacon convention in Orlando with uh, with my buddy Jeffrey. And they had a, it's one of the James Bond cars. It's, I, I can't tell you the, brand, the name of it, but it's very, very expensive. It's like very rare, all that stuff. It's like a little car show that they had there with a lot of actual cars that were used in movies and stuff. But there's not much really protecting them. They have like, the typical ropes and stuff around them and they have the sign that shows you gives you the information and the people that are working them and then there's no signs that say don't touch I'm guessing that's where the employees are just saying it I'm just admiring it I've seen James Bond movies but and I'm not a car person so I'm not really interested but my friend he kind of is so I'm just standing there like zoning in and out looking at surrounding booths where I want to go next when we're done and then the guy's like like I hear him turn to these people looking at a car and he says, hey, you guys can't touch the vehicle. Uh, you can look, take pictures, but please don't touch. And Because I guess they're getting too close. And then all of a sudden, my head snaps. It's like, I want to touch this car now. <laughs> I'm going to fucking touch the car. And it's like my friend Jeffrey knew this because he immediately looked at me. He's like, no. And I'm just like, and I'm making a face like I'm thinking about it. And the guy talks to us for like another minute. And then he turns to go talk to the other people. I look at I look at Jeffrey. I lean forward and I just touch the uh, what the headlight of the car. I'm like I touched it. I touched I touched one of the most expensive vehicles in the world. Now everyone can say that I can put that on my resume now. So yeah, going back to you saying Ashley, don't touch that. Will get me to touch it. Ashley, don't do this. I will do it. It's also going to be you breaking my ground rules and me going, I have fun with Spooky over there. I'm out. And well, would you really abandon me? If you were going to potentially bring something spooky into my house with my wife? I would like to at least think that you would try to like throttle me and like manhandle me to drag me away. I would try to pull your hair, yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to grab you by your hair. Your Don't house. do that. <laughs> That'll make me get the feelings. It won't be fair. And I'll be like, 
Now you can take it out of your husband when you get back home. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, well, only time will tell. How dumb will I be? How dumb will we be? Oh yeah, no, that's gonna be a bad combination because at least at a distance, we'll have the situations where you're the stupid one and I'm the voice of reason and then vice versa. And then this is gonna be a combo. We both have the opportunities to be at the same time and we won't have adult supervision. We won't have adult supervision. Because if we go out and do spooky stuff, my wife's not going to be with me. Your husband's not going to be with you. We're going to be left to our own devices. And you're driving. Why do I have to drive? Why do I have to drive? I literally almost got us killed how many times? (laughs) Why do I have to drive? Fine, I will drive, because thankfully my driving's gotten better since I got married. Um, How old is it? Depending where we're going and what we're doing, I will drive. Okay. If it's cold as shit and there's ice and shit, I'm not driving now. There shouldn't be ice. Cold as balls up there, I can believe you. You mean to tell me that you can go to a 7-Eleven and they don't sell ice? There's ice up there. People could throw it in the world or the road. The world. The world. There's ice in the world. Yes, there is. There's ice in Antarctica. I don't want to drive. (laughs) You never know where the penguin's going to throw them hard enough and it's going to land right in front of you. You're right. They might be like, oh, there's an orchid. We're going to eat this. And they completely miss and it hits me instead. Huh, or- orchid. Did you say an orchid? That's a flower. Orca. I meant orca. There we go. Yeah, see, I can say the world. You said orchid. We're, We're probably gonna die. I'm gonna <laughs> that. Okay, well, people, if there's another out of context episode, great. You're gonna get some a lot of updates. If there's not, reach out to uh, Walker AC. Uh, Walker Experience 76 or whatever he goes by. Adriana. I'm a horrible friend because I don't remember screen names like this, but um, yeah. Walker AC Experience. Hopefully have an update on our cats and couch potatoes. If you don't hear from us from out of context after Saturday night. We did. Um, we're, we're gone. We, we um, did. If you don't hear an update for almost on here, at least think, hey, we live. We're alive. We did stupid shit, but we lived. We touched the butt. We touched oh. the butt. That's going to be the title for the next episode. We yes. touched the butt. Yes. All right. There's no shtick, no quirks as of right now, because we don't know what the hell we're doing. So we're going to go ahead and end this. <laughs>